Here we go, guys. Summertime is upon us. So what happens about summer viewings? Well, we're going to talk about standing out from the crowd and the best season for selling in Fife. Okay, what we've got on today is we've got Perry on today. Perry, how are you? I'm fabulous. The sun's shining, Jim, so it's always a good pl plan when the day starts off well with the I sun know, shining. That's perfect. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's gorgeous. So, so the reality is summer's upon us, the best time to sell in the year, the best time to be an estate agent. Um, blue skies, warmer temperatures, the nature and bloom make photos look brilliant. Uh, the homes look their best for the lighter nights, fuel faster decisions and fewer viewings in the dark. I mean, that's what was holding things off most of the time, wasn't it? Absolutely. I mean, it's a big no-no, isn't it? Because people want to see the house in all its glory and they want to see the garden. They want to be able to enjoy it, get the feel for it. And it's difficult to do that when it's kind of dark and dull. And the house always seems a bit more cluttered in the darkness, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it makes it a lot easier. So I always say to people that goes from day to day rather than week to week, um, you know, that tends to be what it goes in the, uh, the when nights get darker as well. So summer is the best time to do this. I mean, spring has really risen in the property market. A lot of properties come onto market so far, haven't it? Yeah, we've definitely noticed an upsurge on that just now. Um, certainly, even when we're speaking to conveyors, surveyors, everyone's whew, stepping up the game now because it's getting busier. And we're finding that with the team as well. You know, we really absolutely have to be on our game and organise each day because it's getting very popular and very busy. Because it's the right yeah. time to do it, isn't it? It is the right time to do it. I mean, we often talk about people, we often say as well, springtime's the right time to do it, wintertime's the right time to do it, autumn's the right time to do it. But it is the right time. time. Yeah, it is the right, every, every time's the right time. When you ask me when's the best time to sell my house, I will always say now. Um, yes. Because proportionally, it's always the same, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. There's just different reasons and different benefits from doing it, no matter what time now is. Yeah, perfect. And we've got Jimmy here joining us as well. How are you, Jimmy? Yeah, great, thanks. Sorry, I'm a bit late. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And listen, with so many positives, it's no wonder the summertime is the year when lots of people decide to sell. Um, as more homes come onto the market and the competition hots up with the weather, I, I mean, especially this type of weather just now. Oh, my God. It's like I'm sitting in the East Nuke and I'm thinking, welcome to God's country. <laughs> Oh, Jim. See, this is Andrew, Andrew's yesterday, and it's like we were sitting out the back garden, and I says, uh, maybe I could just not leave. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that in the pre-portal you did yesterday, you could have been back in Spain again. The sky was just gloriously blue at that property. It just And it, everything just shines more, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, as, as the homes come into the market, the competition does hot up with the weather, and the name of the, the game is actually standing out from the crowd instead of getting lost in it. I mean, I always talk about getting lost in translation. If your photographs are born, if your description's born, if your video introduction is silent movies, and what I mean by a video with accompanying music, bling, 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 that's the guy playing on the piano. It's like, you know, it's that's effectively what people use right now. That is silent yeah. movies. Get yourself into talking pictures. It's exactly what we do. We yeah. talk and engage with people, and that's the key here to get and stand out from the crowd. So don't get lost in translation, make sure you stand out from the crowd. So in short, now is the time to sell your home and get it to shine as well in the process. Mm -hmm. See how I look that? Summertime, sunshine, <laughs> bright, shine. The living Hi, is I'm easy. Try <laughs> <laughs> um, Jimmy, summertime, what's it all about? Well, yeah, a lot of people from two months ago, that's the, the better weather coming out, that their garden's looking a bit better, that um, 
all of a sudden rush, rush, rush to get it on the market. There's definitely people feel their property are more attractive from the external than than it was uh, just a few months ago. So I think the numbers are, I think we were averaging about 500 properties on the market and now we're up to about 580 active in Fife. Um, yeah. So you're definitely seeing that surge is what you're, what you're saying, but you're right in what you're saying. This is the time where people do list their properties and there is an influx of the market. So 80% of interaction now on, on portals, which is websites like Right Move Zoopla is video. So even I'm seeing some properties right now that don't even have video. So you're 80%, you're in that bottom 20%. So what are you doing to, to try and get your sold and stand out? Perfect. Perry, what is summer all about? Oh, for me, it's about capturing the light, isn't it? Um, and it's making the most of nature as well. And it's connecting the inside of the property with outside. Um, and I'm actually going through that journey myself at the moment. And I'm finding it really quite energizing because, as you know, I'm, we moved in October. So it was kind of winter time and the garden was a black, black canvas. Nothing really has been done to it. So now we're yeah. starting to do all that planning piece. And we've done a little bit of a reconnect with some of the garden. and. I'm starting to see the blossoms come now and it's making a big difference and I'm quite excited about taking outdoors, you know, and making it indoors and indoors and making it outdoors and kind of connecting the two pets. So, mm -hmm. you know, getting those right um, is, a, is a big plus. And I think that that will help you um, in regards to how you can go from getting the best outcome from the sale of your property. So this week's blog is exactly all about that. And we'll talk you through how you can find your perfect buyer and how we can help motivate you to get the, the house to shine. Yeah, I mean, so if you're already looking for your, to sell your home this summer, I mean, clearly we'd love to be a part of the move, and this is why we tell people all about this, but hopefully we can demonstrate clearly to me, to you that we are actually the people to do that. So front of house, let me talk about this. Kerb appeal is everything. Um, it sets the tone for the viewing. It creates the first vital and first impression when a buyer arrives outside. Now, they always say you never get a first chance to make a, 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 second, a second chance to make a good first impression. Yeah, well, you do get a second chance to make a good first impression, but we'll, we'll not tell you about that today. That's another show, but you can contact us for that. So if you think you've lost out the first time, it's always best to contact us and we will tell you how to get the first impression on the second chance as well. That's clearly here. Back in 2017, a one poll survey found that six out of 10 potential buyers rejected a house before they even walked through the door. It was all about the curb appeal. Um, that also rings true today. Um, those first few moments are hugely vital and influential and in mm -hmm. anybody actually saying, yeah, this is the place for me. It, it's, it's that thing. No, they'll not definitely, it's not definitely, oh, I'm going to buy this. This is perfect. It's just that we it ticks that box straight away saying, yep, I love this place straight away. It's the right location. I can see the sun shining down, where it's going to be and where it is in proximity to everything else. And that's the initial curve appeal of a property. You can't really can well. You can, can we can convey that in video, but you can't really convey that in a picture, um, ultimately. Yeah. And that's the key here. So Absolutely. it's the first impression that counts. We tell we we can tell by the look on someone's face whether they're impressed or not as as we step inside the door with them. Um, that's a key here as well, isn't it? I always talk about that. How some people actually employ just people to open a door to do viewings, but in essence. I actually feel that we should always do the viewings because we know about the property, we know about the area, and we know about the person coming to see it. We do. I think it as well. I mean, the body language from a potential buyer is so obvious from the get-go. 
Um, and again, go back to what you said there, Jim, about the relationship that we have with our potential buyers as well. We know what they're looking for. We know what's ticking their boxes because we've done all that qualification piece. And when we get them there, we've got a good idea of whether we think it's going to tick for them or not. And actually, on some occasions, yeah. we'll have that discussion where actually maybe it's not the right thing or maybe it doesn't tick so many boxes. But as soon as they stand outside, you do get a vibe from them instantly that tells you, we're on the right track here. Yes, it was the right thing to do or not. Or we focus on the we focus on the things that we need to emphasize could work and what they could do to change it to then untick it so that it's not a negative and it yeah. becomes a positive for them. I mean the sun highlights every single detail, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> definitely. I mean it's great when it comes out in sunshine, but then when you look at your windows, you go, Oh my God. But that, but that is the key. I mean, the sun does highlight all these different things, uh, making your home that, that. So it's key to get that fresh paint and that glisten. Um, basically, just what your home's saying to the buyer is, I'm a home that's loved. Um, yes. That's what it comes down to, isn't it? Um, it is. So on the other hand, exterior maintenance often feels like work and expense. And then it's true. But it can even make buyers wonder about how problems uh, that aren't even there. So that that I mean that that does, isn't it? It's the old thing I always used to say about you know my my dad always used to say me when you go to see a car if you see one fault you're probably guaranteed there's two faults that you don't see. And mm. and, and I think that does that resonate today with anybody? Does anybody think about like that? Is that your yeah, experience? It, it, it does resonate a little bit. It's like my mum used to always say, you know, once you start picking at a scab, you keep on going until the whole thing's uncovered. Oh, don't you? It's the same thing, though, isn't it? Oh, God. It's the same thing. oh I know. Yeah. But actually, it's true what we're saying because I, I had a, and then you, you flip that to the other extremes. Then I did a viewing at a property recently that was just so classically done. I mean, everything about it was just fantastic. But then the viewer got a little bit cynical, to be honest, and then said, why is everything so tidy? Why is everything so clean? Yeah. What's behind all this cleanness? And I was thinking, no, this is this is their home. This is how they live. It's just that's it's a bit just <laughs> There's no children live here. That's maybe what it was. <laughs> is it like you know, check for the the, the flaking paintwork on the front doors or the windows or any water stained render, uh, uh, and then put them right. That's the key. So make sure when you're doing that, make sure your caterpillar looks right. And that's what you check for. Just all these different things. I mean, even the cells, a lot of the times cells get a lot of bottom. I mean, the rest of the frame's fine on the window, but you usually find the cells get it all the time, especially if you've got timber and conservation areas or, you know, so you can't really change anything from to UPVC finishing. Um, so that's probably instrumental as well. If you've got UPVC as well, just wash it down. Um, mm -hmm. You do get really good. I mean, UPVC, some UPVC stains quite a lot, doesn't it? So, but you do yeah. get, you know, you do get stuff to take stains off now, don't you? And bring it back to its natural white. Mm -hmm. You definitely do. And we see that a lot when we go across the East Newcombe, obviously, because you've got a lot of birds flying around. So there's a lot of staining with the pigeons and the seagulls. But, you know, that can be corrected and can be cleaned. But you're right. But even if you have got wood, though, Jim, there's a really easy fix with that. Because all you need to do, even if you are in a conservation area, you don't need to replace it. You can just yeah. mend it and then repaint it, you know, and what a difference it makes. Just makes it pop a wee bit more. Yeah, what's your experiences, Jimmy, when when the front of the house and curb appeal? Um, I would say what you're saying about windows, external, but like for my own house, don't know what sort of bush or hedge you would call it. I've got one going all the way down the front of my house, and I've got one all the way down the side. Um, and we left it for a little while, 
and I was getting all ragged and I was looking, left the drive one day, forgot something. I pictured across the road, which has got exactly the old hedge and as we're all prim and proper. And I looked at mine and I thought, no, that's not right. I'm going to have to come. I'm going to come out of the weekend and I'm going to get all those done. So I did the one. We've done one half. But we need to do the other half because it filled up the the, the the brown bin. That's how that's how much there was. But even little hedges and trimming them and and weeding the driveway if it's between mono blocks or, or stone chips. Those little things um, make a huge huge difference. Um, it does make a huge difference. I mean, you know, the, the the weeds grow pretty fast at this time of year. You're almost like you almost like blink or turn your back for a second. And it's like the weeping angels of a Doctor Who. It's like you turn your back and close your eyes for a second, and they're up. The weeds are in full bloom. It's like, oh, where did you come from? <laughs> but that's that's literally with a combination of the weather. It just like springs like that. Um, yeah, it's you know. been rainy and it's been warm, so it does make a big difference. So, so decoration is also one thing as well. But accessorising is a sizzle that war, war, warms welcome up. I mean, you're the you're the accessorising person, Perry. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you smiling straight away when I said when I was about to say that, and I thought you, uh, you're the accessories. Eh? I'm just like oh, Magnolia and your battleship great paint, um, kind of that sort of thing. Um, so you, you know, what do you think about you know decoration? I mean, what 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 should we be doing? For me, I mean, it definitely warms up the welcome. You're right. Um, you can't go wrong with seasonal flowers. For me, that's a big thing. I had nothing like that in my front area. Um, and then literally, even if you've got a grass area, it doesn't need to be expensive. One of, the, one of the things you can do is even just take a border of the grass out and put some nice blooms in there. I've done that yeah. just on one end of the garden and what a difference it's made. Um, and a couple of things just hanging on the fence, you know, don't overload it because then it can actually take away from the kind of tastefulness of it as well. But it is all about making it look nice. It's, you know, whatever age your home is, blooms make it look nice on the outside, don't they? Um, I love petunias, but then I also really love carnations. I love the smell of a carnation as well. So if you're walking up someone's yeah. path and they've got a border and you get that scent, already we've talked about emotive senses, haven't we, in connecting with properties. And already your senses are connecting in a positive way with the property, aren't they? Because you're getting yeah. these lovely smells and nice colours. So doing that in the pathway, I think, is a good thing. Hanging baskets trailing is a good thing. Um, begonias, I love. I can never grow them. My mum used to grow them really well, but for me, I just never seem to get them looking beautiful. Um, but they're nice by your front door because they last forever and they don't supposedly take much care, but <laughs> I still can't get it right. Um, window boxes are a good thing. You see that a lot along the East Newt, don't you, with all these little yeah. fishing kind of townhouses, which I think almost looks grand. Um, geraniums, again, a really nice thing, and they all look fantastic. But I think it's, again, just don't overload it, but get some colour in there. Um, and that doesn't need to be expensive. You know, people are putting their their properties on the market are thinking about their next place and they're maybe upsizing and they know they're going to be spending. So, you know, they're thinking, actually, we don't want to do anything really that's going to cost us because we're going to need the money at the other side. But actually, this is a minimal effort for a massive impact in actually yeah. the carbon appeal and getting someone to bond and connect with the property. Somebody actually said to me that I actually get a wee bag of seeds and stick them on your monoblock. So instead yep. of weeds growing up, actually, the, the, you know, you get weed geraniums or something like growing up in yeah. between your monoculture. It was me that said to you about it, because yeah. I, I did it on the, the carpet at the front of ours, and what a difference it makes rather than the weeds coming up. And even in things like your stone chips and that, because um, you, you know yourself, weed, weeds always come up, even though you put a barrier down. <laughs> they always come up somehow. I don't know why. They just find a way. 
It's like water finds a way, no matter what, and then weeds mm-hmm. find a way, no matter what. They're, they're, I mean, we could all. I, I, know, I know it sounds daft in a positive mental attitude way. Weeds always are quite determined and disciplined, and always constantly grow, and they'll always find a way to succeed in what they're doing. Um, kind of like like that positive mental attitude. Let's talk well, about. Let's talk about this first impression again okay well we talked about this and i says i wasn't going to tell you about the second chance to make a good first impression <laughs> guess what it's about flooding the light you actually get a second chance walking into the entrance hall it's flooded with natural light is an excellent follow-up to your curb appeal it can bolster your positive thoughts and rescue negative ones from the buyer themselves leaving every interior door open will put natural light into every possible source from the back uh, from the side for even from above and open doors create a sense of flow make your home feel bigger and mm-hmm. and, and all about a, a, all about warm welcoming guests that's really what it comes down to doesn't it it's, it's just about making them feel that yeah it's just follows them with that first impression that nice flutter now i used to say to everybody close all the doors so you can control the viewing and sometimes that actually is the right thing to do, depending on how many people are piling into a property, because mm-hmm. then you've got them running all over the place and you can't really control the way that, the way that you want it to go. However, on this occasion, when sometimes you've just got that natural light and you've got a dingy hallway, open all the doors, let all the light flood in, use a couple of mirrors here and there to, to bounce off. We're going to talk about that a wee bit more later on. Um, but that's really the golden, the, the golden things to do, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. I was at property the other day. And again, it goes back to the the start of the programme when we were talking about going from winter to summer and how your rules do need to change a little bit. Because um, in the wintertime, we're going in instantly and we're putting all the lights on and we're opening everything up and we're making it look nice and cosy because that's what people want to yeah. see in the winter. But in the summer, they want to see that brightness and the naturalness of a house. And I did the viewing the other day and every door was open and I actually didn't need to put any lights on this property. The natural light flow coming through the property was great and it was just bouncing off every item of furnishings, the walls, and it just looked fantastic. Yeah. But what I did in regards to the hallway piece of it as well, is, you're right, Jim, sometimes it can get a bit cluttered in a hallway with, with the bodies. But I think the key is as well for is, is us as the kind of shore of the property is you can just say to them and, and you can point them in the direction of that room and let them walk in themselves. You go in behind them. You don't go in there and create a barrier between the room and the, the viewer. And it's making sure that they get to see it in all its glory when they first go in. Yeah. I mean, clean windows and stuff like that, you know, capture the most daylight. So mm-hmm. as I said before, you know, there's nothing uh, to me, there's nothing more off putting. You've got a fantastic view and all of a sudden the sun catches the window when you're looking out. And then it just looks all the streaks all over the place and it's all dusty and murky. Um, it just doesn't look the part at all. So so definitely get them done weekly if necessary, especially if you're selling. I mean, you don't need to do them all the time if you're no selling. Um, it's entirely up to yourself. But if you're selling, it's top tips is do it. Because the first four weeks are probably key and essential in making sure you get the right impression for your property. So I would have somebody actually doing them every single week, if not do them yourself. Uh, it lets the extra light come in through the polished panes. Uh, they value it, 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 they value everything inside your buyer as well, and and it also improves the view on the outside. As I said, if you, it does, there's nothing more off-putting if you've got a, a fantastic view of a beach or of a harbour or of a I was going to say five coastal paths. <laughs> 
That's beach by coastal path and harbour. Um, um, it improves views outside. Exposing as much glass as possible will maximise results. So keep your curtains pulled back. Make sure you pull them back mm. as much as possible. First thing I do, make sure you pull up all the blinds. Let all the natural light flood in as well when you're doing the viewing as well. For people that do the viewings themselves, let all the natural light come in itself as well. Uh, Jimmy, um, for any room that needs that extra help, what bright ideas can we try? Um, if I was to give some tips, I would say, as you've already touched on, um, hanging a mirror to reflect the light from the windows will give additional depth to a room, making it feel bigger and brighter in one fell swoop. Um, another one I would say is a large and colourful canvas um, yeah. print can brighten up a room as well, um, changes a tone and a vibe, um, and it's a quick five-minute five minute job, and yeah. it really, really does make a big difference. I've seen it a few times before when I've been showing people around and even valuing houses, and my mood changes as soon as I see, see a, a really nice canvas. Even if you're not up for completely redecorating a room as well, um, painting a single wall as like a feature wall with a light color can transfer transform a room as well. I've talked about yeah. that before about a couple of properties, even a room not a lighter color works as well. But someone even painted a, a feature wall um, black, which mm. um, really worked <laughs> for that room as well. Um, See that doesn't that doesn't sound right, but for some reason in some houses it actually works, doesn't it? Yeah, because they had the, this room painted black, but they had the the canvas above the bed on the on the feature wall as well. So it just felt really calm and soothing in in the bedroom actually. Um, so that was really good. And then summer tone textiles for like cushions and throws. Um, I know Perry, you're into your throws um, and table runners to soften the appearance as well is really really good. Um, and light coloured rugs can also help with the on the floor as well which um yeah go big um go as big as can, I mean, light colored rugs can't actually revitalize a floor can it i mean you've you know sometimes you've got this drab floor perry you've you, you've probably got experience of that you've got a really drab floor and then all of a sudden you put this light colored rug on and boom yeah it just, pops. It just booms absolutely and actually it doesn't just work inside the home and you see this quite frequently now um, even if you've got a, a garden area and you've got a decking that maybe needs a little bit of attention, you actually can get now outside rugs that look fantastic. And when you put them down in your garden furniture on it, it just turns it into a completely different space. Yeah. Um, a quick comment from Andrea. Um, this is actually quite a good one because I get caught in this all the time. Don't view a property with reaction-like lenses. <laughs> As the room will always look dark. Because I often go outside and I walk in the door and my, my glasses are tinted completely and I'm like, it's okay dark in here. And it's like, oh, no, no. <laughs> it's, just my, it's just my glasses that I haven't adjust. Um, so really good tip there, uh, Andrea. Um, Perry, um, do we want to talk about, um, what about rooms, uh, keeping rooms fresh and cool? You know, do you want to cover that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, buyers will stay longer in your home if they feel comfortable in there, won't they? Um, and they'll like it more the longer that they're in there. And um, when the temperature's comfortable, it's enjoyable for them to be in the space. So they're not kind of yeah. reacting and rushing and they can actually visualize themselves being in it. If it's too hot, they're going to be out. It's a negative feeling towards the house. If it's too cold, it's a negative feeling towards the house. So you want all this positive vibe all the time. So in the winter, it's about cranking up the heat, but in the summer, it's about letting it escape as well. So you don't want to have all your windows and doors open where the house feels drafty and cold. You still want some warmth in there, um, but you definitely need it to be airy. And, and especially it feel when it comes to a conservatory. Eh? 
Yeah, um, often absolutely. people often people don't realise when the conservatory and then you walk straight into the conservatory and the heat hits you and immediately as a, as a buyer and a buyer's perspective when I walk in and it's intense. I think to my uh, first thing I look for is there any windows and doors and if there's no yeah. windows and doors I think this is going to be an oven when it comes to summer yeah. and that could often put a lot of people off, couldn't it? Well, it does yeah, because all of a sudden then it's it's not a usual space, is it? Yeah. What's your I, experience in that, Jimmy? I would say you're, you're right there, but when I when I've got um, an empty property coming onto the market, if it's winter, I always speak to the client about well, can they control the how how they're going to work the heating? Because if I'm taking if we're taking buys there in the winter and it's cold then yeah. they're not going to get that that warm feeling as soon as they walk through the door the temperature is going to feel down they're going to come in there maybe raining and it's automatically going to going to set the mood down for the viewing so empty property that's why, that's why strategically you work out where the sun is going to be ideally on the conservatory when you do the viewing yeah <laughs> job done <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh it's rather warm in here <laughs> Like, oh, it's like that all year round. <laughs> there, are, there are ways you can control that. I mean, maintaining the gentle through draft, as I said, you know, will keep the inside of your home cool, um, but it also keeps the air refreshed. So you don't want it feeling all hot and stuffy and it's been closed up perhaps all day and you're doing the viewing towards the end of the day and it's been a really hot day and you walk in and you get that kind of, oh, it's a bit murky and, and stale kind of smell because everything's been closed up. So all you've got to do is leave your windows open securely, of course, obviously, but slightly ajar, yeah. a couple of them, which has given a bit of air coming through the house um preferably facing the opposite direction to encourage a natural airflow as well which is a, is a good thing so you know have them so they're connecting and you've got that air flowing through the property rather than all blasting in one segment and then the other half of the house is warm mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um you know for any rooms that get the sun all day long what would we be doing there Curtains for me it's about keeping your curtains yeah keeping your curtains and, and blinds closed as much as you can to keep out the heat um yeah. We're always happy to arrive a few minutes early as well. I mean, we tend to get to a property beforehand anyway because we like to go in and make sure that it's secure and it's sound. So when we get there, again, as long as the, the seller is okay with that and we, we know what we're doing, you know, we can open everything up uh, and we let the light in. So that's not an issue. We can open the curtains, open the blinds, open a window, let some air and light and everything coming in. But if they're kept closed during the day when the property's empty, it certainly keeps all that stuffy heatness out. Um, what about, things like plants? what about things like plants and that? You know, uh, you know, what what would is, the plants play an, uh, an important role in this? You know, or is it, or are they just harbors for dust, like some people say? What's no, I mean, I think I think they're nice to look at. They bring some color, um, but I think they do do a, quite a bit of natural foliage in regards to how they, they monitor the room. They they lose water during trans trans. Uh, transpiration sorry I can't even say the word which helps purify and cool the air in the property um, yeah. and it comes down the room which is another good thing um not to mention the fact obviously they look great but you know so they do have a natural um ergonomic help yeah. to the room in regards to cooling it and, and warming it up depending on what it is that you're looking for it to do probably as well I mean I was sitting in St Andrews yesterday in a person's house and they were talking about should I take the flowers away because I'm going to be away for I'm going away for a, a few a few weeks and i'm like well no really because we could take care of that um to make sure so they obviously go out uh, you know if they do went well or anything like that we could pep that up um when we're doing viewings and uh, and it says well really and we it made a fundamental difference because i then you then take them away and then you look at the room without the flowers and folk go well it doesn't look as, as good it's amazing how that just a, a bunch of flowers sitting on a on a table would make a fundamental difference wouldn't it 
Absolutely. It makes the room pop. For me, it makes the room pop. And so do plants. Um, and often I've said to sellers, if, they, if we know they're going away for a week or so and we're doing all the viewings while they're on holiday or what have you, then we say to them, just leave instructions and we can we can water the plants, we can change the water, we can we can do whatever we can, you need to do when we're there because we want the maximum yeah. impact. So we want it to look nice. We don't want everything looking kind of limp and lackluster. We want it to look bright and vibrant. So, you know, we're, we're quite happy to do that at the end of the day. Yeah, so this naturally leads me on to gardens. Garden glory, you know, what we're thinking about that, Jimmy? Um, yeah, I was, well, that's the reason I bought, bought, bought my property. Everybody's thinking about life outside in the summer, um, from pins on the terrace to alfresco dining to reading a book in a hammock. Um, I'm currently trying to, taking a while, trying to build like a barbecue area in our garden. Um, yeah. And it's becoming the biggest reason why people purchase a property in in Fife almost. So um, yeah. this is, this is a, this is why we're saying go for go for garden glory more than anything else having uh, an inv inviting place to sit is what creates the impression of another room so yeah. whether it's a small balcony or a large garden a table and chairs a season must have um well the seat the garden chairs are a um, season must have if they feel a bit bare textiles will come to the rescue again and seat seating cushions can add add additional uh, comfort to naked timber yeah it's a big difference isn't it just um you know if you've got if you're sitting on you know metal chairs or or even timber chairs and then all of a sudden um it, it's just putting a cushion on makes a fundamental a huge fundamental difference yeah and, it uh, does and it's another it's another way of brightening it up as well you know um yeah. no surprises i've got bright green uh, bright lime green cushions in mind so again it's a surprise <laughs> <laughs> so it makes but everything all the furniture is kind of like a darker shade so the green pops it with the white cushions and so suddenly it makes it look like another place doesn't it and it does create that idea and vision of another room outside doesn't it which again then you're yeah. suddenly thinking oh actually this house is even bigger than i thought it was because i've got this room outside that i didn't think existed so it does make a fundamental difference well look at windmill court i mean i went out the back garden of windmill court and it was basically oh. it's basically completely low maintenance but they put beautiful <clears throat> plant, uh, planters and then trellises and then you know plant pots all the way around and and, and that injects the the color into that area so bare patios decks and even lawns are lined up with a few summer plant pots uh, and a designer trick is to arrange them in threes we would have thought <laughs> yeah <Please>, magic number <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's uh, is that no one, is that no one, is that no one advert or something like that? <laughs> That's a song, isn't do, we it? Get, do we get do we get something for that? Do we get a kickback for saying that? Maybe a go on Sesame Street or something, Jim. <laughs> All right, I wasn't thinking of that. I was thinking, I was thinking, I'll think a mobile phone provider. Um, um I mean, for any children's playthings, it's not re it's not realistic to move a slide or a trampoline whenever um, whenever you're actually doing a viewing. Uh, but you could locate them to where it's least in the way. So don't make it the dominating feature of the back garden. Maybe stick it into the top corner on the viewing, or maybe even fold it up to the side so it's out of the way against a wall. Um, that's another way of doing something like that. Um, so for smaller toys, keep a crate or two handy uh, for getting them uh, in easy order and then and quickly back to playtime. You know, that's probably top tips for there. Uh, there's nothing... I mean, it's quite it's quite difficult then when somebody then comes in to do a viewing and they have to navigate their their way through all the toys so they don't actually stand on them. Um, so so it is really, isn't it, Jimmy? You've probably experienced that because you've got young children. 
Yeah, um, what we how many times have you how many times have you stood on Lego? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, boy, that's a sore feeling. Oh, yeah, that's not All the best. Right now. All cars right now, but what we we used to have our trampoline on um, on the grass, but when we then took it off, it was all bare patches and and really long under under there and really hard to cut. So we've now moved that onto onto um, the graveled area, and it makes our grass looks so much neater and tighter and almost makes it feel bigger because it's a little bit round the corner as well so when you position it your your um your toys the big stuff like trampoline slides can make the garden feel a lot bigger and yeah. emphasize the size of the plot as well so it's key where you where you position it um before you go ahead and get viewings through the door i mean to be honest it's a it's a, it's a perfect farm perfect for a family home yeah because if you're selling to a family, you know, the first thing the kids are going to see is the trampoline and they're going to go, we want this mum and dad. It's so whether you like it or no, they've run and picked their bedrooms and it's like, you know, so so we only have to agree how much you're going to pay for this. That's all it comes down to. Um, so it's it like McDonald's. It's like what McDonald's do with the with the, the, the kids' meals. It's like they get them in and then the, the parents are like, oh, I didn't really want to go there, but I want a kid's meal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you go to the supermarket, the supermarket's the same. Yeah, supermarket's the same, isn't it? They've got all the sweeties and everything at the counter, so the kids create havoc <laughs> to yeah. get them. But I think so that what, works so as well. It's not just kids' things. It's also adult spaces, because, you know, that, that's advice for, for folk with families. But those that don't, I mean, I was recently doing um, a viewing up at Southviews, and that's a gorgeous property. Um, yeah. And... The way they've designed the garden it almost flows like a house um, and workshops and greenhouses you know you're kind of walking through the garden and they're screened off and they're at the back and it just makes it look fabulous and you could see it again it's like oh there's a room here and then you go to the next bit oh this is another room that i can sit and dine in you go to the next bit oh this is my workshop area and then you go to the next oh, bit yeah. oh this is my planting area so it's almost like you've got four or five rooms that in a garden and it just that needs a clever trick yeah mm -hmm. really really clever the way that south east one's done is amazing trick to do with gardens um, mm -hmm. You know, you go into some of the gardens, as I said, Wimble Court, classic example, there was a seating area for the position of the sun during the, during the evening and the afternoon. There was another seating area sitting over the other side for the sun where it comes up in the morning. And then there was also the, the bit at the back that they had. So, and, and, and it was really ergonomically set out perfectly well um, mm -hmm. for that reason. And when you get bigger gardens as well, like you said about, you know, South Fuse. It is. It is. You, you could just see where you could do everything in different areas. Yeah. Um, so even that one big space has really multiple functionality all the way throughout. So it, it, you're absolutely right. It's like another room, but it's outdoors. Mm -hmm. it's so what, what else are we going to have to expect during uh, the summer season? Um, I think we talked about the beginning. What, you, what are you thinking, Perry? Um, you know, do we have to expect... Well, and this, I mean, now, because it's brighter, you're going to have evening appointments. So it's very yeah. different to wintertime. Winter, we don't have the evening appointments. In the summer, we do. And, and sometimes it works. And it's always a challenge um, in the winter, darker months, because people's working schedule. But in these times, um, the, the days are, are brighter for longer at, at night. So people want to come after work and look at the property. So, you know, it's a big thing. With the longer days of summer, evening viewings become more popular and more productive, actually. Yeah. Because people are relaxed and they're not stressed about I've only got X amount of time because they're trying to fit it in in their working day. So, you know, they've got the time yeah. to come and actually enjoy being there and viewing the home and working out how that home works for them as a family unit. This is where I talk about decisions are always made faster because mm -hmm. because you're no longer you're no longer week to week viewing because you have to do weekend to weekend because it's 
it's darker at night, so it's now lighter at night, so the decision could be faster, and it could make, you could almost make it there on the spot, and then they go back, and then I tell you what, we'll come back, we'll drive around just later on, even though, and, and that decision could be almost the next day. It could be there and then, actually, because they see everything in that, in that light, and they see what it's going to be like in the summer, and most people want to see, even in winter, I mean, houses always sell in winter anyway, regardless, I always say, probably winter's a better season to sell, <laughs> believe it or not, and I can tell you why when we get to winter. <laughs> <laughs> Would you, hey, the best season to sell. <laughs> um, but, but but decisions are often made faster in the summer for that reason because it's lighter, with no need to come back the day after the view for the first view and after in the dark and stuff like that. Buyers are certain they can see everything in that light, as I'd said. And and when everything looks at its best, that's the key here. That's what it does do. It just shows everything how it'll look in its best. So when you when you when you think about it, you're naturally competing against other properties on the market. And as Jimmy said, we're starting to creep up a bit more because a lot more properties come into market these times at this time of year um, as a result. So therefore, you've got to compete. Remember, you're competing. If somebody sees some, I was out the other day as well, Frontline and, and East Nuke Village. I'm not going to tell because I'm going to do a top secret on it soon. <laughs> so watch out for that one. If you don't know what top secret is, you need to watch our channels. Um, um, okay, um, so I'm going to talk about that in a wee minute, but I was sitting in their garden and we were looking over the sea and it was absolutely glorious. And, and I thought to myself, wow. Now, they were saying, um, when I said the valuation, they said, wow, that is a really good valuation. How are you coming about that? I said, well, look at this one at 525,000. Would you buy that one or would you buy your one? And I'd be, every day I would say their one. Look at this one at half a million. Would you buy that one? Or would you buy your one? Or oh, I would buy my one. It's like every single day. That is why your valuation is at that value because of where you are in proximity to everything else. And once you buy your house, you cannot get that view anymore. It's gone. You're literally right next to the sea. You can look over towards Berwick and the Bass Rock and the May Isle and everywhere. You have the best of everything here and no one can ever replicate that because of where you are. If you look at all these others at these price points and the similar sides of the houses, they don't have what you've got and possibly it might even go for a bit more. So that's how that's how this time of year is so important because you are competing against other properties when they come on to say, well, what is your price point? What is their price point? And if they're similar, would you buy theirs before you would buy yours? And if mm -hmm. the answer to that is yes, you would buy theirs first, then mm -hmm. either your house is overvalued or you don't have it looking right. And that's where we come in as experts for that reason. Um, I mean, even the point is as well, when it comes down to that, um, they'll also hang around for a lot longer um, buyers um, to savour the neighbourhood rather than rushing home in the cold. And they'll welcome, they're, sometimes they actually go, I, I know a lot of people actually just go to the pub. We're just, we've got an appointment, we've got a, a, a table booked for the pub. We're going to go down there, we're going to have a drink, we're going to see what the local atmosphere is like and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to get a feel for the place. It's the most important thing ever. Whereas on colder days, it's like, oh, geez, we just want to get indoors as quick as possible. Um, and, and done. Yeah, right. so it takes a bit longer. So this is all, all a lot better. Um, so On that note, Jim, I think your, your agent really needs to know their area as well, because I had that situation happen where I did the daytime viewing um, yeah. last week, and it was a couple that didn't really know the area. And they were, I said, to you, you know, what, what's your plans now for the rest of your day? And I said, well, we're going to need to go and find somewhere for lunch. And so we literally came out of Links Road, and I pointed them straight to the golf course and said, if you go around there, you've got a nice lunch here. And if you go there, you've got a nice lunch there. So again, it's all about that thing. Then suddenly, 
it's not just the house that's working for them, the area is working for them. It's ticking a few of their boxes. They know where the woodland walks are. They know where they can go and get something nice to eat. They know where the local cafe is. And so it's not just about that house. It's about everything surrounding it, isn't it? It's the complete package. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why they're buying it. You don't buy a house for, you know, the rooms and the, and the, the bricks and mortar. You buy it for the lifestyle it'll give you. Uh, mm-hmm. and, it's, and every single decision is emotionally led. Um, that's what that's really what it is um and that's why you must know that and that's why the people the people that do the viewing must know that as well it's essential yeah. it's key in the area um it's exactly what you say if someone's coming from outside the area and um, it's like they have no idea where it is even mm-hmm. even someone coming from cooper for example to east nuke or from east nuke to glenrothes or anything like that i mean it, there's an assumption there that they know where they are but i, I often speak to people and talk about other areas they're looking mm-hmm. to move to and i go oh well there's that and there's this and there's that and there's this yep. and it's that great shop and that's really and they're like i do not have a clue what you're talking about mm-hmm. and it's almost like but you're only just 10 miles away from them but mm-hmm. i think it's because the amount of I, i'll be honest it's the amount of walking the streets and in a good way by the way <laughs> <laughs> walking the street <laughs> and canvassing in the early days and putting postcards through every single person's boxes, letter boxes in Kirkcaldy and Glenrothes and Cooper and Leaven and East Nuke and St Andrews. It's walking all these streets and canvassing all these doors and putting thousands and tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of car, postcards through everybody's letter boxes that I've been able to gain that in- inspirational knowledge that allows it when I do a view my person. Um, to say that's where that is, that's where that is, and that's where that is, and this is where that is, and that's where that is. And by the way, the swimming pools are in the corner, the beach is just around there. You can go through that wee pen to get onto the high street, um, so you don't need to go away around to get there. You can mm-hmm. go for that walk with your dog over there, you can go for that run, mm-hmm. you can go for that cycle, you can go for that mountain bike experience as well. Anywhere you want, I can tell you where you can get it. Anything you want, I can tell you where you can get it, and that's exactly what an agent should be doing for you. Um, and if, you're, if, if they're not doing that, I, I just go to doorsteps and sell your house for 99 quid because you're effectively getting the same service. Uh, yeah. Well, that's nothing, by the way. <laughs> it's vital, though, and I think as well when you're doing viewings with, with the potential buyer, it's important to understand as well what lifestyle that the potential buyer has. You know, so are they into walking? Do they have a dog? Do they play golf? You know, and, and again, you're harmonising what their hobbies are and making it look and understand how it works with the house as well. So suddenly the yeah. house becomes more, doesn't it? And that that's then the journey of the buyer, the buyer experience. When they contact us, it's all about co-op and the buyer finding out what ticks all their boxes in order to get that, in order to, to point out to them where everything is in that area. And Absolutely. that's where the key, the key communication is. That's why mm-hmm. we're selling a dream. You know, ultimately this is the person's dream home. Um, if you're not living in a dream home, by the way, you should be talking to us because we can help you live in your dream home so if you're not in your dream home right now what are you doing in that home mm-hmm. move on find your dream home we can help that happen for you um if you're planning an outside dinner for example after your viewers have left then set the table actually before they arrive conjure up that alfresco style living mm-hmm. you know you can see that straight away and and talk and, and talking of leaving the house it's really worth having some options where to go it's like what you said you know the kids have flexible um drop-ins with uh, any family or friends living nearby, or play dates for the kids. Um, is there any, you know, one of the things I'm doing now, I'm working on the drone tour, I'm updating some of our drone tours for the Antrill and Cellar Dyke area, and I'm now pointing out where the secondary schools are in the drone tour, I'm now pointing out where Banky Punk is, in the, Banky, Banky 
part is now, I'm also now pointing out where the Fife Coastal Path, and then I'm updating the script for the Cellardyke Tidal Pool, because it was of historic interest, but now it's been resurrected back to the Cellardyke Tidal Pool. Um, so mm -hmm. it's now for open water swimming, as well as for kayaker experiencers from the East Nook Outdoor Leisure Centre. Um, and then the coastal path that goes right along. So there's lots and lots of things that you can point out to people in various different ways in order to do all these different touch points, which will ultimately, it's about nine times before somebody makes a decision in touch points now, ultimately, but by the time they get in the door, you're at number eight, so you're only needing to complete number nine for them to get a decision made. Whereas most other people are just starting on number one. If they ever get to number one, to be honest, <laughs> it's like it's like the uh, and 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 most <laughs> some people out there are actually probably agents right now. Will be scratching their head, going, "I have no idea what he's talking about." <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say that, but it's true, isn't it? <laughs> Especially when you talk about the video element of it, absolutely, because the video element, a lot of the feedback that, that we receive in, in the team in regards to when we do viewings is that they already, before they're in the house, feel like they've been in it because of the way that the video is done and they feel connected with the house and the rooms and the gardens already. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap this up. Final words, for me, with everything about the summer season on your side, is a perfect opportunity to sell your home <clears> and when it looks at its best. If you're not in your dream home, you need to speak to us because we can make that happen. Perry, final word from you. I think the final words for me is to make it fresh, make it pop, make it light, make it airy, um, and really maximise the space that you have and how that space can be utilised. If you can make a space look like a room, whether it's inside, outside, whatever its functionality, try to capture that because other people will capture that too and they'll see it's a massive benefit. Perfect. Jimmy, final words from you. I would say um, concentrate on your out outdoor space right now, especially um, well, both both of those are just important as each other, but a lot of people in the summer will be doing drive-bys and walking-bys and visiting the area first. So if you are on the market or considering considering it, make sure it's looking um, spick and span um, 24-7 because you never know when your buyer is looking and, and walking past or driving by your door. Yeah, it's often, isn't it? They just they just see it on the internet or they see it on social media and they immediately drive around and have a look at it before the board goes up or before it hiding happens. And a decision could be made almost there and then. That's why it's essential to make sure that your agent, you speak to your agent beforehand and say, right, I'm ready to go. Yes, you're ready to go. You've got the right curb appeal. You've got the right thing. You've got, we've talked about all the, the light, the natural light, how to, how to bounce that off each other and how to capitalise on that how your garden's laid out and everything like that as well. So yes, you're absolutely ready to go. So when somebody drives around, they then say, I'm wanting a viewing. Uh, you don't want somebody to drive around and say, I'm not even contacting them because you've no idea who that person is. That's why it's key and instrumental to do that at this point in time. Listen, if you're listening out there, if you're listening on a podcast and you're, or you're watching the show and you feel somebody else can benefit from us, please take time to share it with them, even privately, or tag them in as well, because it's important to get the best art because to get the best price, um, for your house at the end result, which will allow you to possibly move on to an even more upgraded house and allow you to do more for your next home and make it that dream home you've always wanted. That's us for today. Bye-bye for now, and thank you very much for joining the show, Perry and Jimmy. Okay, 